It's time for America's most talented to go high. Spot, lights, camera, action. Or buy a home. When it comes to buying this house, I want everything. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Tuesday, June 1st. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Movie theaters weren't so quiet over the holiday weekend for A Quiet Place Part 2, which topped the box office with an estimated $58.5 million over the four days. Disney's Cruella, which was also available to Disney Plus subscribers with Premier Access, came in second with $26.5 million. Last weekend's winner, Spiral, starring Chris Rock and part of the Saw franchise, finished in third with almost $3 million. Lady Whistledown has a new report. Charm star Rupert Evans is officially joining the cast of Netflix's Bridgerton. Evans will portray Edmund Bridgerton, late husband to Violet and father to the entire Bridgerton clan. Edmonton was already deceased in season one, so it's likely Evans will appear in flashback sequences, particularly as it pertains to Anthony, played by Jonathan Bailey, and his romance and sense of familial responsibility in his father's absence. And we have some very sad news to report. Paddington 2, which only just recently was considered the top-rated movie of all time on review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes, when the previous top film, Citizen Kane, dropped from its 100% fresh rating on the site thanks to an 80-year-old movie review, has now suffered the same fate. A negative review of Paddington 2 from film authorities Eddie Harrison pushed the movie down to a 99% fresh rating. The movie was a smash hit with critics and audiences when it was released in 2018 with rave reviews, although apparently not from everyone, and a worldwide box office haul of nearly $228 million. It had the most reviews of any movie of the films rated at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes until this review was added. Currently, the 2018 film Leave No Trace has that distinction for now. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Now, our number three pick today brings some glamour to the world of real estate. On Tuesday's episode of House Hunters, Dominique Jackson, who stars as the extremely glamorous ballroom diva Electra Abundance on FX's Pose, and her fiancé and manager Edwin search for their dream home, having outgrown their 750-square-foot New York City apartment. But first, they're going to have to agree on a budget and general style of home. Dominique is leaning toward a two-story colonial with a pool and a fabulous spa bathroom, while Edwin wants an open-concept farmhouse and acreage to raise chickens and pigs. Here's a clip from the episode. As a black trans woman, I thought it was impossible to own a home. All I knew that I could do was survive, so home ownership was not on my radar. And now that I am financially able to do it with my partner, I realize that it can be done. Well, let's hope these two can agree and find their well-deserved dream home with room for a pool and a chicken or two. House Hunters airs at 10 on HGTV. It's trivia time. In addition to Pose, which other Ryan Murphy-created series have Billy Porter, Evan Peters, and Kate Mara all starred on? 911. 
Glee or American Horror Story? Stick around for the answer. Throw your hair in a high ponytail and tie a plaid shirt around your waist because it's time to head back to the 90s for our number two pick, Cruel Summer. The twisty teen freeform series is only a few episodes from wrapping up, and the shocks keep on coming as we creep closer and closer to finding out what really happened between Jeanette and Kate on that night back in 1994 when Martin imprisoned Kate. Who knows what to believe now that Jeanette has discovered Kate willingly went to Martin's house at times. Here's a preview of the episode. She's a huge liar. Kate Wallace went to Martin Harris's house. This could help demonstrate that Kate has bent the truth. And now we have proof. Is that Jeanette Turner? Everybody hates me. What are you looking at, creep? Oh, you want to be a high school dropout? Maybe. Do you know where my daughter is? I overheard that Kate was messing. Maybe it's time to involve the police. Uh, can't say I miss high school. So uh, that didn't clarify much. Guess we're just going to have to tune in for some answers, or at very least, a lot more suspense. The tension continues to build on Cruel Summer at 10 p.m. on Freeform. Our number one pick and trivia answer are coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. We recommend a lot of current shows here on What to Watch, but we often hear binge or nostalgia picks from celebrities and EW staff. And joining me now with one of those is EW Executive Editor Patrick Gomez. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, and excited to uh, hear from you about this one. But first, I have to ask you the question that we ask everyone what you watching? Well, right now I am in the middle of a rewatch, uh, which I will be in the middle of for a long time, <laughs> apparently, of The Simpsons. Okay, so a rewatch. So you've watched the show before. You're going back to check it all out. How many seasons in are you so far? So right now I'm halfway through season four, and it certainly is a rewatch. I've watched most of it, I would say. I've probably mm -hmm. missed episodes here and there uh, over the years. I mean, there are 730 episodes, so that's yes. I think that's allowed. <laughs> yes, um, but it was a show that I wasn't technically allowed to watch as a kid. I would be uh -huh. able to watch, my babysitter would let me watch it, so mm -hmm. I would like binge episodes, like, she would record episodes that she watched, and I would watch it at her house. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. <laughs> so there was a lot of the earlier seasons that I watched that way, but I'm sure I missed a lot. And it's been it's been really interesting to go back to particularly those early seasons uh, and just see how groundbreaking that show has been. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question. What's kind of been your like your big discovery by rewatching it? You know, I think 
there was obviously shows like All in the Family that were really tackling social issues and not being afraid to ruffle feathers uh, earlier than The Simpsons. But you see these first episodes come out uh, in 89 and early 90 for season one that are just, what they're tackling, it's it's incredible. You know, the, the first episode is really just about this man who's struggling to support his family and the lengths at which he's willing to go to to make sure that there's Christmas presents on the table and he then makes some other mistakes. It, there's a lot of things that like you see maybe eventually in something like Malcolm in the Middle, shows that we're willing to kind of show the less polished side of uh, suburban family life in America. Uh, but yeah, in this first season, I mean, you see them tackle the education system in the second episode where Bart gets mm -hmm. sent, he, he lies and gets sent to a, a gifted and talented school because um, he switches his, his grades with someone else and you see the other child just be so demoralized um, because he's he's not invited to the gifted and talented school. There's there's a lot of really interesting subject matters that they weren't afraid to tackle. Still, I mean, you know, obviously they're they're a little long in the tooth. Um, in these days, you know, seven hundred episodes later, yeah. um, more than that. But in those early episodes, every single episode felt like what would have been a very special episode on any other show. And I gotta know, like, what inspired this rewatch? You know, it was one of those shows that I've continued to catch in passing. You know, FX will do those, or FXX will do those marathons. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll sit and watch like six episodes in a day. And I realize I know there are episodes I've missed, but I could not tell you for a million dollars which episodes those are. And so I'm a completionist. And I was like, you know what? The only way to solve this problem is to start from the beginning and work your way through. Um, so, you know, it's a slow progress. Some nights I'll watch three or four episodes in a sitting. And sometimes I'm eating lunch and I'll watch half an episode. You know, I, I'm somebody that is willing and able to digest TV in small increments when necessary. And so I, I, I take advantage of that to, to work my way through this because it's going to be it's going to be a process, like I said, halfway through season four. So I've got a ways to go. You sure do. Mm -hmm. After all of this rewatch, is there a character you, you know, like when people ask, you know, which Sex in the City character are you? Which Golden Girls character? Is there one here from The Simpsons that you feel like you identify with most? I mean, you know, th there's always a little bit of Lisa in me, um, just like staring at, staring at, like, be, like, this is not safe. This is not the smart decision that we should all be uh -huh. making, which, you know, I think I, I certainly share a little bit uh, in that. But watching the evolution of these characters from those early seasons, um, like Milhouse, Milhouse was just as much a bad boy as Bart in early episodes. Um, and he didn't really develop his like nerdy sidekick uh, tendencies until later seasons. So it's it's been fascinating to watch characters evolve, even the way they look. Like you have a lot of characters that are almost like blue in the first mm. season, um, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Like they, they definitely were making a lot of tweaks and changes as things went along. I think I'm there with you on being, um, I'm probably a little Lisa. You know, the thing is, I think I'm a little bit of all of these characters, which is so great about them too, is that, um, well, maybe not so much Homer, but uh, maybe, you know, sometimes. <laughs> I do like a good donut. Exactly, exactly. But I think that's kind of the great thing is that we can see a little bit of ourselves in maybe all of them at some point or another, uh, which I think is part of why they have endured for so, so long Debuting in 1989, it's just wild. Anyway, if the rest of you want to do that and start from the beginning, 31 seasons are available on Disney+. Plus. You can check them out there. Patrick, thanks so much. Anytime.
And now grab your flamethrowers and ventriloquist dummies because it's time to see what rare skills America has in store for us with our number one pick, America's Got Talent. The 16th season of the talent series promises, quote, some of the wildest acts ever to grace the stage, according to NBC. After a year spent predominantly at home, it does not surprise us that the country's finest have discovered some new skills beyond burning sourdough. That pandemic has inspired some to find their inner sword swallower and others their inner puppeteer. Behind the desk, Sophia Vergara, Simon Cowell, Heidi Klum, and Howie Mandel are back as judges, and Terry Crews is the man with the mic. Here's a rousing speech from last year's winner Brandon Leak to get you amped up. Because what lies on this stage is the opportunity, the opportunity. to turn crowds into thunder, opportunity into destiny, to take your talent and show the world America's got talent. I don't know about all of you, but I'm kind of beginning to regret not perfecting my fire-eating skills in time to apply. That Brandon sure is inspiring. Find out who did get their applications in on time tonight at 8 on NBC. Trivia. And now the answer to our trivia question. In addition to Pose, which other Ryan Murphy-created series have Billy Porter, Evan Peters, and Kate Mara all starred on? 911, Glee, or American Horror Story? Well, there aren't any emergencies or musical numbers, but plenty of spooks and scares. The answer is American Horror Story. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I am Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. This episode of What to Watch was written by Ruth Kinane, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usden.